0: All right, so I just reading through uh, The Secret of the Golden Flower. This one's translated by Richard Wilhelm with an introduction um, by Carl Jung. What's interesting is they both studied Taoism and the I Ching for, for a long time. This edition that I have is uh, it's called the Causeway edition from Causeway Books. Uh, the original was printed in '31. This one... It's copyright 1975. What's interesting here is uh, I just picked it up, not knowing what it was. Believe it or not, being unfamiliar with it because of the obscurity of the translation. And that's what the introduction says. The introduction actually. Where did I find this here? Um, so the Hindu mystic speaks of uh, the flower-petaled chakra, which opens. Uh, with the aroused kundalini traveling up the spine instead of downwards, as in the asexual act. The Chinese mystic speaks of opening the golden flower. It's clear that both systems deal with the same reality, and this knowledge should lead to a renaissance of spiritual alchemy. Now, what is he talking about? It's, uh, as I was mentioning just before I started recording, is when I was young, I picked up uh, most of my reading material from thrift stores, from used bookstores. I was able to actually pick up some books on Qigong. Qigong uh, was important or of interest to me because uh, it was created by um, uh, Bodhidharma. uh, A gentleman out of India who was teaching Yogacara Bodhidharma was teaching the middle way Madhyamaka. Uh, He had gone into China uh, and brought uh, this uh, Buddhism uh, and went back to India. Upon his return to uh, China he found the monks uh, were, you know, distracted by rites and rituals, ceremony, as well as getting pretty darn lazy. So not only did he wake him up and remind him that rites and rituals and ceremony, pomp and circumstance are not the way to create a Buddha or for liberation reduce suffering, however you want to characterize him. Uh, He told him, smarten up. And start uh, acting, and he taught he taught them some yoga. Uh, Tibet has a yoga. India has its yoga. Bodhidharma brought yoga to China, where it became known as Qigong. Uh, that which is gung the way of spirituality, Qi. Um, so why do I mention this? I mention it because I picked up some. Uh, books by a gentleman who happens to be a Taoist master uh, master of Jigang there's different uh, sex within this gentleman uh, is not afraid to talk about Taoist sexual practices or what they call tantric um, practices as Daoist, Tantric Taoist practices. The reason why I guess they call it Tantric is, you know, it wasn't even that commonly discussed. So here is this book, which is The Secret of the Golden Flower, which is 100% about the Taoist sexual energy cultivation. Here is this translation by uh, Richard Wilhelm and Jung, neither of which they're really talking about, that it's a cultivation of sexual energy. So the reason why it was, it was not obscure to me is because when I picked up some books on Qigong and Iron Shirt Qigong um, by uh, this Taoist master that I mentioned, I actually happened to pick up some tantric, uh, what they called um, Taoist uh, sexual uh, energy cultiva- cultivation. And so what he's talking about in the book here, when he said the only place where they really mentioned what this is about, I'll read it, Uh, He says, but if the wrong man uses the right means, the right means work in the wrong way. But but this is meant the bodily union of man and woman from which springs sons and daughters. The fool wastes the most precious jewel of his body in uncontrolled pleasure and does not know how to conserve the power of his seed. Goes on and says, when it's finished, the body perishes. And the holy and the wise men have no other way of taking care of their lives except by destroying lusts and safeguarding the seed. Now, what did the Taoist in this case mean? It's actually called semen retention, believe it or not. And uh, the main practice is the three-finger method, the Taoist three-finger semen retention method. You can look it up. It's on the internet. Not terribly common, are commonly uh, practiced or talked about, but yes, the three-finger uh, semen retention, uh, you put uh, pressure on the vas deferens and you force the semen, uh, the ejaculate into the bladder. Uh, the way the Taoists saw it is by not ejaculating, you didn't uh, expel that qi, that, uh, that sexual energy, they don't really differentiate. energy's energy. So it's kind of weird to me that they would say, oh sexual energy? It's kind of perverse in a sense. I mean, energy is energy, but neither here nor there. Again, the Taoists tend to get a little bit weird if you start looking at them spinning 32 different plates to get their, their Taoist meditation on. So that's neither here nor there. As I was saying, uh, he's talking about semen retention. So the way the Buddhist, uh, the Buddhist, the Taoist believed is um, you only ejaculate arguably in two main circumstances. Um, arguably both are the same circumstance, but you only ejaculate to have children. Any other time you can che- trade and it's encouraged that you uh, have intercourse with uh, with a member of the opposite sex to have that exchange of yin and yang energy, and there's a whole story behind it and how it works. That exchange of energy happens without uh, the the um, without the ejaculation. Now here's where it gets interesting: is you can have the climax without the ejaculation and this is where the Taoists thought it was fascinating because you can actually retain that and as I said the beginning practice is the three finger method of semen retention Uh, you should eventually get good enough and you can practice yourself by uh, standing on your tippy toes when you urinate and stopping the flow of your urine um, uh, mid uh, uh, flow whatever you know what I mean. It's actually a Taoist. It's actually a Taoist uh, exercise. Believe it or not, uh, my wife's laughing at me, but it's true. You know, it's amazing what you read when you're young. But uh, that being said, eventually you should be able to retain the semen yourself, uh, just by applying that same uh, uh, force. Uh, but what am I getting at? So the Taoists will only ejaculate when they want to produce a child. Uh, But funny enough, they don't want that uh, stale semen to be uh, ejaculated. So before consummation or what is an attempted consummation, before planning on having intercourse to hopefully impregnate your spouse, your partner, the man uh, will actually ejaculate beforehand to uh, get rid of the stale qi and sperm. I always kind of find it funny that if you're supposed to retain, couldn't he just retain that first load and then the next load would be fresh? Or arguably, why didn't he just... But I understand there's uh, the qi energy that comes with that uh, ejaculate, that that's sputum. That's so... The idea here is you're cultivating that sexual energy. And again, as I said, it's funny to me because, I mean, there's all sorts of different kinds of energy. It's funny that they specifically attach to the sexual energy. Um, But yeah, so here I am sitting. I'm reading this book, Secret of the Golden Flower. I'm thinking it's about Taoist meditation. Right, because Taoist had a standalone meditation where they started talking, thinking about these different, uh, you know, energy spheres and discs that they would, uh, I guess you could say, visualize, um, and and they'd manipulate, and that's kind of how they would get into their deeper, deeper states of trance. So, at once, I was surprised uh, as well as tickled uh, to find out that this because recently um, I was watching in in the Yijing uh, divination video and somebody actually recommended this particular translation in this book to somebody. So I kind of chuckled once again, thinking, does this guy really know what that book's about? Or does he think it's just regular Taoist meditation? Probably just thinks it's regular Taoist meditation. The reason why I mentioned that is I met a gentleman who actually uh, earns a living as an acupuncturist and actually pressurist uh jikung practitioner and when i mentioned uh having practiced uh jikung for a number of uh years maybe decades and uh having learned from um mantak chia who was the gentleman i was talking about before um i misjudged i thought maybe he was a bad teacher but i realized um because possibly because he's he, uh, where he's located and his freedom to be able to discuss some of this or, or actually with my current issue of the I Ching I'm using uh, was a gentleman who was taught um, subversively uh, before the Cultural Revolution. So, you know, I mean, at first I thought it was my mistake that I follow the wrong teacher, but lo and behold, it actually had been following a little more pure um, You know, something that hadn't been uh, scrubbed of, arguably, uh, scrubbed of anything that they felt uh, abhorrent or uh, uh, divisive, but arguably uh, Taoism and and Jikung and all that, uh, after the Cultural Revolution, um, was stripped of all of its sufficiency, right? So here I am, I'm chuckling at... uh, 100% one hundred percent familiar with uh, this particular subject of uh, of Taoist uh, tantric uh, um, uh, energy cultivation, chi cultivation. Um, it's it's interesting because um, I thought he'd kind of maybe walk back on that, but I've actually seen this uh, master teaching uh, even on Facebook, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't shy away from discussing uh, cultivating sexual energy. Uh, Again, don't misunderstand. There's no prude here. Um, I just find it funny that uh, we differentiate between the different energies. I mean, chi is chi. Prana is prana. Um, And again, for myself, uh, I had learned Tibetan yoga before, Chinese yoga, uh, and Indian before that. So this... uh, the separation of sexual energy from regular energy was just, it was kind of uh, weird. At first, it was, I think, why uh, Wilhelm and Jung uh, uh, got some, uh, I mean, I don't know if you know the stories of some of these uh, occultists back at the turn of the century. A lot of them were quite uh, perverse. You know, they were collecting, uh, like, some of these wood woodcuts uh, out of Japan um, or even the tiles uh, in Rome Uh, You know, uh, these people had been repressed for so long that they were starving for any sort of, um, you know, like the the Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra got translated as some sort of uh, degenerate sexual uh, uh, tabloid when uh, arguably it should be read as uh, uh, arguably no different than this uh, Taoist uh, sexual energy cultivation. Just another um, aspect of yoga, tantric yoga. What is tantric? As I said earlier, tantric just means, you know, arguably you could even say esoteric, right? So it's something that's not commonly taught openly. That's it, right? So whether that gets taught openly or lost to time, um, you know, that's that's a whole other subject. But uh, yeah, so there we are. So, uh, yeah, review of The Secret of the Golden Flower, I guess I could say. Uh, Mine is the Causeway edition, uh, published in 1975. Um, uh, Reprint of the 1931 edition, translated by Richard Wilhelm. uh, Wilhelm and Carl Jung. Uh, It's it's excellent, um, but as I said, I chuckled for a different reason. Like, um, I mean, it works... It works if you just talk uh, energy. As I said, I mean, originally as taught out of India, it was just energy cultivation, not a specific. Um, But to read it uh, knowing that it uh, 100% was uh, specifically about the sexual energy, Uh, but uh, not specific, but in no small part, it was very much... Uh, clearly differentiated between uh, the different energies you were cultivating. So you know what I mean. You'd you'd, you'd, you'd get that little energy uh, all uh, raring up in the old gonads, and uh, you'd send that up the old uh, the old meridians, as uh, the Chinese will say. Uh, yeah, up uh, up the chakras, up the chakras. So yeah, it's, a, it's an it's interesting book. Um, I argue you'd probably be better off um, reading something less uh, esoteric uh, if you're looking for, um, darn, if you're looking for tantric sexual practices, uh, I recommend you look at uh, Mentak Chia. It has a book that's uh, much more clear uh, and really to the point. It explains uh, what they believed and why and, and how it could be used and practiced, believe it or not. Uh, there's probably better choices, but again, I haven't looked into this for 30 years. Until, again, I dragged this book out of my bookshelf not too long ago. Uh, And What else? Uh, If it's about Taoist meditation, um, I don't know. I mean, it should be pretty good uh, going back to the the 30s, um, right? Uh, At that time, it was still pretty open to the West. But um, what you have to remember is uh, the influences... Uh, the influence of Taoism, Confucianism, and Buddhism um, waxed and waned over the, not just the years, not just the centuries, but the millennia. Um, So, depending on who taught him, I mean, that's what I just learned with the I Ching. So I have, arguably at this point, pretty much every translation of the I Ching that's out there uh, and I can well imagine because James Legate did a translation of this uh, book of the secret flower. J- uh, Cleary did a translation as well as Wilhelm. I wonder if Blofeld did as well. I mean, so these are guys, the turn of century, it seemed that uh, they learned to read Chinese, so uh, they spent their days translating uh, Chinese works into English. And I don't know who was uh, supporting them, but uh, yeah, that's what they did. Here we are, 100, 150 years later, and, uh, and, uh, they're being put to, to good use, put to good use. Um, that said, uh, so, uh, there's probably better choices for a Daoist, uh, treatise. Um, not Buddhist, even though it does mention, uh, uh you know, some emptiness, uh, sort of stuff. Again, um, that's just because it's gotten mixed, um, and it's likely not being taught uh, by uh, a pure uh, Taoist master. Likely, someone has no idea how the uh, the, Chen, uh, the Chan the uh, influenced uh, Taoism, and vice versa over the the centuries in China. So yeah, good book, good times.